This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Healthy But Human podcast. My name is Callie. I'm your podcast host, and I'm so excited to have you here today listening. Wherever you are in the world, welcome, my gorgeous queen. I hope you're having the best day also. So today's episode is going to be a Q&A style episode. I always love these episodes. Think of this like just bestie advice, giving you my spiel on the questions that you guys submitted. We're going to chat all sorts of things, health and wellness lifestyle, from friendships to relationships to healthy habits. This episode will cover it all. Before we get into the episode, though, we always start things off with a self-check-in. So think of this as a time to check in with yourself, see how you're doing, see how you're feeling. You deserve it. So let's do this thing. All right, go ahead and just start things off by taking a nice big inhale through your nose, fill up your lungs with so much goodness, so much love into your beautiful body. And then exhale slightly through your mouth, just sighing out, letting go of any tension, any negativity, just release it with your breath. All right, now that we've just slowed things down with our breath, I want you to ask yourself, how do I feel today on a scale of one to 10? 10 mean I feel amazing, one being, eh, we're not doing too hot. And don't judge yourself wherever you are, by the way. And now I want you to ask yourself, how, why do I feel like this? Maybe something happened in your day, nothing, maybe nothing happened in your day. Just getting honest with yourself if there is a cause. And now I want you to ask yourself, what is something that I am so thankful for in my life right now? It could be anything. Just think about something you have some gratitude towards. Because gratitude is the best attitude no matter the season of life that we're in right now. And now I want you to ask yourself, have I drank water in the past 30 minutes and hydrated my hot bod? You know the drill if you haven't. Or even if you have, let's just cover waters together and hydrate on three, two, one. Cheers, my gorgeous queen. Ah, love water. So good. Now I want you to ask yourself, have I stood up in the past 60 minutes? If you haven't, go ahead, stand up, shake out the legs, shake out the arms, get the blood flowing, and then sit back down or keep standing up. Do what you gotta do to feel your best. And now I want you to ask yourself, what is something that I am holding myself back from? John asked me this question today. He's like, what are you resisting? And it really got me thinking. So just think about it. Take some time. Maybe pause the podcast, journal about it, reflect about it. But let's think about what is something we're really, truly resisting in our lives. Maybe something we're afraid of. Now I want to ask yourself, how do I break this resistance? How do I overcome it? What's that first step you can take? Something that I was really resisting was building a fitness challenge. Not because I don't like them. I love the fitness challenges I have every month at our studio, but because they are a lot of work and I hadn't even thought about the idea yet and it was overwhelming me. So I put it off and then today I was like, 
John, can you help me with this? And so we brainstormed together and we kicked it in the resistance in its butt and we made the most fire challenge, you guys. It's called the Pumpkin Spice Pilates Challenge. It's going to start October 2nd on Sweaty Studio. That's my Pilates studio that I have. So definitely check it out. And I'm really amped up about this challenge because we're going to have a tracker on it. So you can basically track and mark down every day that you complete because I'm going to give the winners a goodie bag. So I'm super excited. Okay, that was a little, a little distraction. Let's do one more question and then get into our life update. That was a life update part of it. Anyways, moving on. Final question, you guys. Whew. What is one area of your life that you are really content in right now? I was about to ask what is something you want to work on, but I think so often we always are focusing on what's next, but it's easy to forget where we are and to think about what's really good right now in my life. Okay, contentment is a really beautiful thing and I'm definitely having to work on contentment in my life right now. Okay, moving on, moving on you guys. First of all, I wanted to shout out our amazing healthy but human community because you guys really have helped me a lot this week. I, I've i been resisting the merch. I'm not going to lie. I uh, Something that I struggle with a lot was being a perfectionist. And when it comes to graphic design stuff, I think I still struggle with perfectionism. I realized that today. And what I, I just realized, I just kept putting it off. I kept getting new designs and just not quite liking them. Or maybe the design wasn't the best for the season or whatever. And then I was having a hard time picking colors, all this stuff, making so many little decisions. I was really struggling with it. And today was one of those days where I was like, we're going to do this because you guys want the merch. I want the merch. We all want the merch. And I think nothing is better than a cute little fall winter merch moment And so I finally, I think we've come on the final design. I think it's good. And I ordered a sample. You guys helped me today with picking out, like making decisions because I was like, guys, what color do we want? And you guys told me what you wanted, which is a chocolate brown and a little little olivey green moment. Very cute fall vibes, if I say so myself. And also you you helped me pick out if we're going to have little flowers on the sleeves. So that's, that's really fun. Anyways. Whew. As I was saying the flowers on the sleeves, I realized that in the IG poll, I said stars on the sleeves. Hopefully you guys got the gist. I think my brain's been a little out of out of it today, but it's okay. I'm rambling right now. Thank you guys. Seriously, thank you so much for all your help, all your support. It means the world to me and I love this community so much. I'm also going to start a group chat. I promise. I promise I'm going to do that. I'll have a link for you. I'll have a link for you today. In fact, you can join our group chat below and we're going to start doing little Bible studies on it. So I'm so excited for that. Go check it out. I just made that decision on the podcast while recording that I was going to make that today. (laughs) I think I'm having some, some major life moment decisions today, if you can't tell. Anyways, other updates in my life right now. It's been really rainy today. Very vibey, very vibey fall vibes. I've been obsessed. Also, mermaid my one of my dogs we started dog training with her so we've been trying to just train her ourselves and we kind of had to just be humbled and realize (laughs) she needs actual actual training and we took her to PetSmart this past weekend for dog training and you guys is the cutest thing ever so she's a sheepadoodle she's all black and has some her paws are white her chest is white and the tip of her tail is white but the rest of her is black and so she looks a lot like a -a bernadoodle 
there are, I think there are four Bernadoodles in her class and then it's her. No, there's three Bernadoodles, her and then one Australian Shepherd, but it's the cutest thing because they all look like little twins in this class. So that's been really fun. So week one was last weekend and then we're going to, it's like a six week program. So every, every Saturday we have dog training now, but that's been really fun. And then other than that, I have just been really, really resting up a storm. This past weekend was really, wait, I just remembered there's been so much has happened that I just completely forgot about until right now. I would say this weekend was so chill. Sunday was chill because Saturday was crazy. So we found, in case you're following along, we bought a house a couple months ago. We've been doing some interior work on it and it has this really big outdoor patio. It's amazing. And so our current outdoor furniture is kind of bad. Like we got it at a garage sale and it's falling apart. So like literally the leg is is unraveling itself on one. I'm staring at it right now on this one chair. And so anytime you sit in it, like tips drastically. And then our, our tanning chairs are very rusted. So we're like, we should get some nice furniture, some tables, a little couch moment so we can have friends over. And we were looking on Facebook Marketplace because I didn't realize this, but Facebook or not Facebook, outdoor furniture is so expensive. Like, can someone explain to me why an outdoor couch is like thousands of dollars. That's just been mind-blowing. Anyways, Facebook Marketplace is where it's at. If you're getting new furniture and you didn't already know this hack, like I found pottery, pottery barn furniture, a full set a full set of chairs, table, couch, all these things for like 600 bucks. So we got a ton of furniture. We rented a U-Haul to put it in this truck and drive it down to our house. And when we were unloading it, we met like 10 people, 10 neighbors. So that was really fun. And then we went to a friend's birthday party after. It was a very social Saturday. And then Sunday was like, we need to sleep. I think I slept for three hours. Like I, I took a nap, a three hour nap on Sunday. Whew, so yeah, it was busy, busy weekend, but really fun. And I think life lately has just been very social and fun and I've been loving it. It's been great. So anyways, let's move on. Let's get into our episode today because I know you guys are itching to hear some answers to our questions. I'm itching to answer these questions. So you guys asked some seriously awesome questions from all just all variety of things. And I'm going to try to get to as many of these as possible. I'm going to first take a nice sip of my water so I can refresh. Something that is very near and dear to my heart is talking about hormonal health on this podcast. I remember the first time I got my period, it was right before leaving for figure skating practice and let me tell you, everything about it was miserable. I bawled my eyes out the entire car ride wondering if I would ever stop feeling like this. Okay, a little dramatic, I know, but I felt similar emotions last year when I continued to struggle with hormonal acne, up and down moods, and painful periods. After doing lots of research, I realized as women, we are never taught in school that painful periods aren't normal. In fact, your body could be signaling to you that your hormone levels are off and need some support. That's where Hormone Harmony steps in. Hormone Harmony is your complete natural hormone support for women that adapts to the body's unique needs and can help maintain optimal hormone levels, relieve occasional bloating and mild mood swings while improving sleep quality and supporting weight management. Trusted by over 1.2 million customers, Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work 
for women. Have you ever heard of maca root extract? I've loved maca for a while now because it has been shown to provide sustained energy, relieve mild mood swings, and support a healthy desire and drive. Okay, what about ashwagandha extract? This ingredient in Hormone Harmony has been shown to help the body adapt to stress and support cortisol levels, which is so key the week before your period. Another ingredient that really sticks out to me is chase tree berry extract, which has been shown to relieve monthly symptoms of PMS like bloating, cramps, acne, breast tenderness, and the pre-period sad girl hour that we probably already all know at this point. And the biggest benefit of taking Hormone Harmony, in over 17,000 reviews for Hormone Harmony, feeling like myself again is what women mentioned over and over. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code Callie at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code Callie for 15% off today. You may have heard me talk about this before, but something I've been prioritizing in 2024 is taking small actions each day to improve at least 1% in my physical, mental, and spiritual health. One of those daily healthy habits I've been loving is taking care of my gut with Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic. I first started taking Seed way back in 2019 when I was having all sorts of painful gastrointestinal issues and was getting no answers from my doctor. During this time, I dove into the world of holistic health and learned how important a healthy gut microbiome is for the rest of the body to thrive and feel amazing. So I started consistently taking a daily probiotic for the first time ever and experienced significant ease in my bloating. My digestion became healthy and regular and I noticed an increase in my energy levels and mood. One of the many things I love about seed is how easy it is to fit seed into my daily routine. No refrigeration is needed and the free travel vial from the welcome kit allows you to take DSO-1 on the go, which we love especially with summer travels right around the corner. As you know, I'm currently pregnant and I'm super cautious about what different things I'm putting into my body, so I definitely feel reassured taking DSO-1 over other probiotics because of their rigorous scientific testing and 24 clinically and scientifically studied strains. Trust your gut with Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash Cali and use code 25Cali to get 25% off your your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash Cali, code 25Cali. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And then we're gonna do this. Okay. First question. Ooh, this is a spicy one. Dealing with fake how to deal with fake friends and backstabbing story time in high school high school was tough I went to three schools in three years I was a new kid a lot I talked about this on last week's episode on change and I definitely had my fair share of moments with school bullies some mean friends and of course backstabbing I remember and I'm not sharing this story to have sympathy because I've gotten over it. I've worked through it. But I just had moved to 
Pittsburgh and I did not know anyone at school. I was doing cheer camp. So I was on the cheer team and we were just doing camp and it was, it was great. It was fun. And I had this one friend. She wasn't a cheerleader, but I, I knew her through a friend that I'd met. And so anyways, I thought we were friends. I thought it was great. I was really excited. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love this place. I love Pittsburgh. I love my school. Like everyone's so great. So fun. Come to find out this girl. So somehow she was jealous of this other friend that I had who they'd been friends before and then started a group chat about me called Callie is the C word. A ton of people were in the group chat. I didn't even know them. And I just remember finding out about the group chat because, I mean, word spreads like wildfire. Like, you find things out. And I just remember being so hurt and I just didn't understand why. I was like, what have I done to make this person hate me? That entire year, there were so many moments where, and I'm not I'm not perfect. I had moments where I was mean too. But overall, there were so many moments I had where people were just so mean behind my back and so mean to my face and I was just like I don't understand like I thought we were friends and then you're gonna turn and blackmail me and do this to me and all this it was like a movie living there so I think what I learned through this process because in the thick of it you feel like those are the only people that exist on the planet earth and if those people don't accept you, if they aren't your real friends, if they're not nice then you are a loser, you have no friends that's how I felt In reality, there are like 10 billion people on this planet Earth and that handful of friends that are mean, it's probably like five of the 10 million people. I know some schools are small, so it can be challenging to make new friends, but I will say give the people a chance who you initially wrote off as someone you wouldn't be friends with. That's a lesson I've really been learning this year. Moving to a smaller town, I lived in Miami before and New York City, so I was ex- I expected to be friends with a certain type of people. I had always been friends with people that looked a certain type of way and dressed a certain way and had certain interests. Moving to a small smaller town where these things maybe weren't as popular, I all of a sudden looked around me and I was like, I don't think I'd be friends with any of these people in the room. Come to find out, I just had to give them a second chance. Instead of writing off a book by its cover, I decided to read the first chapter. And before you knew it, some of these people I wrote off are my best friends in this town. So that's my advice to you is if they're mean, move on. There are so many more people in this earth that deserve your friendship. You're deserving of loving friends and typically people that backstab and are mean. It's insecurity they're projecting on you. And I know it can feel hard, but I promise like... If you're in high school and this is going on, you're going to have college. You're going to have a fresh start. If you're in college, it's going on. You're going to have post-grad. You're going to have a fresh start. Like even if you're a freshman in college having no friends, like there's still so much time in your life to meet new people in different places. Like maybe go join a different club or go hang out with people who aren't doing drugs or drinking on the weekends and don't have the same values as you. There are people that have your values, I promise, and it it can feel hard to find them, but they are out there. And I I used to think in Miami that no one out there liked nature and wanted a wholesome weekend. I thought everyone wanted to party all the time and drink all the time. And I, I, I created this false narrative 
in my mind and I held myself back a lot from making friends. So that's my advice for fake friends. Also, also one more piece of advice. In any relationship, confrontation is so healthy. Instead of bottling it up inside of you, talk to that person straight on. Don't be, don't attack them when you talk to them, but come, come to them from a place of love and a place of, hey, we're on the same team, let's fix this. If someone's gossiping about you and they're, they're your best friend and you've been friends for five years, instead of just throwing away the relationship because they maybe weren't acting at their best for one moment of time, give them grace and maybe just talk to them and see, hey, what's really going on in your life? So that's my other piece of advice. But if they're making mean, nasty group chats, I think you should move on. <laughs> that was a long-winded answer. Okay, moving on. Night routine tips. Oh, this is such a good question. I love a good night routine. So I honestly, my night routine is pretty simple. I have a longer morning routine. At night, I get so sleepy. I joke that I'm a, a coastal grandma because I want to go to bed at like 9 p.m. <laughs> and when I get tired, it hits me like a brick. Like I will go from up here to down here so fast. It's actually crazy. So when it's time for bed, I just want my goal is to just get in bed as fast as possible. So typically my night routine is I will just wash my face, brush my teeth, brush my hair, use the restroom, and then get in bed. And then I'll read a book. So obviously the actual get in bed process is pretty fast. Also take the dogs out and do all the responsibilities. (laughs) Once I'm in bed though, that's when my routine I feel like really starts. I've been super into reading books lately before bed. Also, I've been putting my phone in a different room to charge it because I found that I was struggling with going to my phone at night and in the morning, and that was a really unhealthy habit I developed. So what I would say for night routine, don't overcomplicate it, but make sure you do something that relaxes you. And so reading really relaxes me. Usually I read a like a fiction book, something chill, or I just got done reading Simone Biles' documentary, or not documentary, biography, and it was really, really good. So I would just say find a couple essentials, things that make you feel really relaxed and add them to the routine. And it can feel sometimes like your routine has to be 20 bajillion steps from social media stuff that we see online, the super aesthetic, perfect routine. But in reality, you just got to do makes you feel like really relaxed. Also, I have a salt lamp and I love lighting my salt lamp too. That's been really nice. Okay, next, next little question. How to make journaling a consistent habit? This is such a good question. I wish I had an answer for it because I definitely struggle with consistency with journaling. Looking back on my life when I was consistent with journaling, it was just one of those things where I built it into my morning routine and it was just a non it was a non-negotiable. So typically I would journal when I would do my quiet time. Sometimes I'll still journal if I do my quiet time, but as of lately I've been feeling kind of rushed in the mornings because I've been sleeping in a little bit later, so I feel like I haven't been journaling as much, but I want to get back into it. So what I would say with consistency, it takes like 21 days to make a make something a habit. Add it to your phone reminders. Build it into the routine. Tell someone that you are doing it and have them hold you accountable. And start small. Journaling doesn't have to be an hour-long thing. It can be five minutes. And I think that's something that I need to remind myself personally because I, I think I'm like, oh my gosh, it has to be so long journaling. I have to like really dive into every little aspect and area of my life when really you can just ask yourself one question and answer it or just write down like whatever is on your mind at the moment. Okay, next, next up, <laughs> someone asked me, do you have any friends? <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, I have friends. And I believe I did a friendship episode a while back. And it's actually been such a blessing because I feel like moving to, I live in Stewart, Florida. Moving to Stewart, I definitely struggled with making friends at first. There is on average, I would say it's an older population here, probably like 50s plus, and I'm 24 now. So I was like, where are the young people? (laughs) And I was like, is anyone young here? But it has been one of those things where I've met a lot of friends through friends. And if you're struggling with making friends right now and you feel like maybe you don't have any friends right now, try to meet one person and then meet people through that person if you like that person. One of my best, closest friends here, I met through a friend. So that's been really cool. And also don't be afraid to reach out to people and ask them to hang out with you. Maybe you ask them like three times. Stay persistent because people typically think only about themselves, not about other people. And I've just realized like if I want to be friends with someone, I have to make an, put in an effort. It's almost like at first it can feel like a job. You have to like follow up with them put things on the calendar and then eventually it'll be it'll be one of those friendships where like my closest friend now I walked over to her house the other day and we knocked on her door like hey what's up (laughs) so that's something that's been really helpful for me with making friends okay (laughs) a lot of friendship questions we I love this okay um I'll do a different type of question what's the best and hardest part of living with your husband (laughs) this is such a juicy question I love it okay the best part of living with my husband is John is my absolute best friend like he is the type of person we were friends before we started dating and I love that about our relationship because like it's just so fun I feel like there's never a dull moment in our relationship like we all day long, we've just been sitting next to each other on the couch working, listening to super chill jazz music and having candles. And we'll just like look at each other and like say something to laugh or like kiss. And it's just like so fun. And then I think it's like, it's like having a, like having a roommate. So if you've ever lived like your best friend and it's like the roommate where you're like, do you want to go do this thing? It's super spontaneous. And they're like, yes, that's been one of my favorite things about living with him is he's really spontaneous and always down for an adventure. And that's how I am too. So we always are just doing fun things. And we went on a spontaneous road trip last week to the Springs and it was just like so much fun. So I think that's my favorite part about living with him. Hardest part of living with him (laughs) as of lately, he wakes up super early. So like 6am and then I've been trying to just sleep in and wake up just whenever God wants me to wake up and I am kind of a light sleeper so it's been really challenging because I'll wake up with his 6 a.m alarm and I'll feel super tired and so that's been a bit of a struggle but this morning I didn't wake up with his alarm and it was like the best thing ever and he made efforts like tiptoe and make sure he didn't wake me up so I think that's been the hardest part it's like literally when you share a room with a roommate in college and they wake up at different times it's like so hard but yeah okay next up next question how do you deal with friends talking about plans in front of you overthinking friendships Mm. this one is tough and I definitely used to struggle with this especially if you're in a friend group I think friend groups can be challenging they're a blessing but they can also be challenging 
because I was in a friend group in high school and I remember I had one friend I was super close to in the friend group. She's like my best friend and then I was in the friend group with her and we would hang out together all the time and sometimes our friends would get jealous and upset about it, especially if we're like talking about a plan that we had or something that we were doing. I think if it's a, if it's one of those situations where you're in a group and it's like two people talking about what they're doing together, I would just give them grace and assume the best of them, assume that they're just hanging out because they want to hang out and have like sometimes group settings can be a lot and you want to have smaller intimate spaces. So if it bothers you a lot, maybe maybe ask them to hang out with you. Like try to make the plans yourself and see if they want to hang out. I think also if it's like a bigger thing where it's this friend, if you're in a friend group and they're talking about plans in front of you and you're like one of the only ones not invited, maybe say something be like, hey guys, like, like, why am I not invited? <laughs> I I think truly just confrontation is always the best move. Always talking about things before they become a, a bigger deal. I know groups can have a lot of drama sometimes. And I think a lot of times it's when there's unspoken and I mean, any relationship, that's been something I've been learning lately. Just just bringing it up to the surface and in a really loving way. All right, moving on. Next question. Ooh. How to get on the same page with your partner about faith? Wow, this is a really deep question. I love it. So from the get-go... Well, John and my relationship's interesting because when we first started dating, we were both getting back into our faith. We were kind of in the same level of like closeness with the Lord. And it's been really beautiful because we've been able to support each other along the journey and watch each other grow in our faith. And that's been like super, super cool and a huge blessing. I definitely would say this is a type of conversation that's really important to have as soon as you can let's say you're still dating and you have a conversation. So I was in a relationship before where I was dating someone who was an atheist and I didn't really know what I believed. I was religious. Like I wasn't, I don't know if religious is the word. I believed in God, but I just didn't really know like what I was, what I was believing in. (laughs) That makes sense. And it was really tough because I almost feel like I was pulled away from what I believed because I was spending a lot of time with someone who didn't believe in God and we didn't really have those conversations and as a result it wasn't really part of the relationship where in my relationship with John like it's a huge aspect of our relationship and so I feel like if anything we help each other get closer to the Lord which is so beautiful. So I would say just have that conversation and really understand why your partner thinks the way they think, what, why they believe what they believe. Get to the roots of what are their values because end of the day, when you have kids, if you have kids with the person that you're with and you believe something and they believe the other thing, it's important to know like, hey, like what do you, how do you want to raise our kids? Like what kind of beliefs do you want to bring into this family? That's something that I think is one of those things where it's really important to be aligned and I could perceive, I could see there being a lot of issues if someone is super religious and the other person isn't and that person who is really religious wants the kids to be raised that way. I could see that could be where there's some conflict that could happen. So I think have the conversation and and just don't be, don't be, what's the word, accusatory or judgmental 
of your partner if they don't believe the same things as you because they're entitled to what they believe and everyone's on their own journey with their faith and with their beliefs and their own timing too. So just have that conversation and if it feels like it's going to be something that pulls you away from the Lord, then I would pray about it and ask God, hey God, is this the right person for me? And something that God will do is if you pray, hey God, can you show me and make it clear if this is my person? He will either bring that person in your life even more or he'll pull them away. And I think I talked about that last week. And so that's one of those things where it's really important to make sure it is a God-ordained relationship, especially if your faith is really important to you. Okay, next question. What is a personal goal you are working towards? Ooh, I love this question. Hmm. A personal goal. I would say really working on doing more of what I resist. I have a lot of things I didn't realize until recently. I've been letting fear hold me back from doing. Specifically having more in-person fitness events in my local community. doing doing more community stuff with our podcast and it's so funny because the fear of it all is what if no one joins that's literally the fear and so my goal especially finishing off the year is to be fearless to be confident and to be empowered in who God's made me and the purpose he has for me and just really trusting and surrendering everything to him because ultimately he knows how it's all going to play out So why should I try to control it when he already knows? Okay, next question. How do you know when a relationship is the one? Oh my gosh. Okay. I would say the quickest, easiest way to answer this question is praying to the Lord and asking him to make it clear to you. He will make it so clear to you if it's the right person. I was in a relationship before this. I've talked about this before. I was in a four-year relationship and the person there it was a it was a relationship where there wasn't like there wasn't like a dramatic ending if that makes sense. Like it wasn't like I hate you, I hate you. It wasn't that kind of relationship ending. It was more of I realized that I'd been living deep down with this feeling of there's just something missing in this relationship. Like it's just not quite fitting right with the puzzle piece. Like it's just not the right person. I really believe that you know deep down if someone is right for you or not. And if you feel like you're confused about it and it's it's easy to get confused. I mean, I was confused for like a very long time and I was in denial about it really asking the Lord to reveal to you, is this my person? He will show you things you don't already see and asking him to open your eyes to the truth of the relationship. I think sometimes you also know someone's the right person and you have the feeling of there's just something different about this person. But it can be easy to confuse that feeling with just excitement and newness, you know? But I would say the Lord already knows and he will help you. Okay, next question. How do you deal with hormonal acne? Or sorry, I messed up the question. How do you deal with insecurities of acne? I think I've talked a little bit about my acne journey. I struggled a lot with acne for the past three years. I got off birth control in 2020 and I immediately got just 
I know it was immediate, like six months after getting off of it, I just got this horrible hormonal acne and I never struggled with acne my entire life. I never really had gone through like the puberty acne, none of that. And so it was really, it was, it was like all of a sudden I just looked at myself in the mirror and I just felt ugly. Honestly, I just felt like everything in my face, just my face like hated me. I felt like my skin was working against me. I was trying all these different skincare products and trying different ways of eating, different ways of living. And I'd feel like it would get better and then get worse to get better and then worse. And it was just like, oh my gosh, it was so exhausting and so defeating my skin is still not perfect, but what I will say that's helped me a lot is looking at my skin and instead of just picking myself apart and ripping it apart and being just like, it looks disgusting, trying to reframe how I speak to myself and the words I speak over my skin and over myself, looking at my skin and being like, my skin is healthy, my skin is glowing, my skin is beautiful, I'm beautifully and wonderfully created that can help a lot. No matter if you're struggling with your body image or your acne, whatever it is, it's important to look at how you talk to yourself and also taking thoughts captive that aren't true. I've noticed the enemy likes to put a lot of mean thoughts in my mind about my body and I've started to notice them a lot more and I'll be like, that's a lie. (laughs) That's not true. And praying to the Lord to give you clarity and truth instead. I remember I was struggling with some photos I took of myself. I was like, oh, like I look fat or whatever. And then I had, I had those mean thoughts going through my mind. And then I had the Lord place the verse in my mind that's you are beautifully and wonderfully created. Like that I knit you together in my womb, that verse. And I just remember I was like, that's so from God talking to me. And I'm going to believe that. Like, why would I believe this just nasty thought that's not true about me? So I found that that's been really helpful with insecurity and just remembering that a lot of the times like things you see online with people with perfect skin, it's edited. A lot of it's edited and there is nothing wrong with you, okay? A lot of us, most of us deal with acne in our lives and you're not alone in the struggle. If it is hormonal, you can get your hormones tested. You can see if some things are off balance. Um, That's really helpful, but end of the day like just don't be so hard on yourself because we all we all deal with it and you're not alone you're so beautiful and your acne doesn't define your worth okay next up we're gonna answer a couple more questions Mm, newlywed things you're learning so far So I got married in April. We eloped. We're having our actual wedding in November 11. Coming up soon, you guys, which is so exciting. I think what I've really been learning is, guys, communicate and hear things so differently than girls. (laughs) John and I took a marriage course at our church and it was so eye-opening to me. The guy who, who talked and led it, he was saying how girls have pink earbuds, guys have blue earbuds, and they just, the way that they hear things, like if someone's having a conversation with them, 
Like if I'm having a conversation with John, he hears things I say differently than what I mean. If I'm not speaking it in a way that guys, the way that guys communicate, guys and girls communicate very differently. I've noticed with John, he communicates very clearly to his friends, like very straightforward of this and this is happening. Where I've noticed in general, girls are a lot more fluff with how they speak and it's not always so direct. I mean, that's not for everyone. Like I don't want to generalize, but I would say like that's been something I've been noticing is having to really learn how to clearly communicate with my husband and also how does he receive love too that's been really cool is some things that I do I'm like oh my gosh I feel like that's just so loving to him that make me feel so loved but he receives loves love in different ways and also guys I've noticed that guys really really appreciate when they feel respected and so I used to hear the word respect or respect your husband and I I would like cringe I'd be like that's so like whatever patriarchal (laughs) whatever the word is and I've really been learning and reframing what does that truly truly mean because in the bible it says wives respect your husbands husband love your wives and I was like what does that mean and I've been learning like that just means so number one is not devalidating devalidating him so I think a really big area where I've been learning to respect him is like Let's say he says, yeah, I put the boat back in the garage and I'm like, are you sure? Are you sure it's secured? Are you sure? Like questioning everything he says. I've noticed that I used to do that a lot. And so I've been working on that and I've been finding that like that's been really helpful of just like, okay, I'm going to trust him on this. And I've also learned that guys really like they learn from their mistakes and a lot of times they have to learn from their mistakes if if I'm nagging at him about doing something or like, oh my gosh, like are, like that's that could get you hurt or blah, blah, blah. Like he's going to do it anyway. <laughs> and so it's been really cool to try and release that, like that layer of control and also just be supportive of him. I mean, if he's going to be like, I'm going to go jump off a 20 foot building and hope I can land it. I'd be like, please don't do that. <laughs> like that's, that's not, that's not, that's not good for you. But Anyways, you get the point. And that's been really healthy, just like reframing how, like how I really understand the male. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to answer two more questions. How long were you a figure skater? I talked about this, like, I don't think I really talked about this. So I was a figure skater. I started ice skating when I was two. I lived in Canada. And then I started figure skating when I was eight years old. I started competitively figure skating when I was like 10 and then skated through junior year of high school competitively. Once I graduated high school, I didn't really skate, but I started a figure skating club with one of my friends at college. It was very chill. We'd skate like once every few weeks, and then I kind of just skate here and there now, but that was that was like, like seven years of being a competitive figure skater. I feel like it was longer than that, but oh, I guess it was how long were you a figure skater? From eight to 17, it was like my prime time (laughs) skating, (laughs) but it was so much fun. And if you want to become a figure skater, do it. Like there's no age limit to do it. I think ice skating is something that everyone should do if they want to do it. It's so fun. And I always miss it. I did. I went skating a couple weeks ago for my birthday and it was just like so freeing to just be back on the ice. Okay. Next question. Final question. (laughs) 
advice on limiting alcohol intake on weekends. Okay. So as you know, in 2021-ish frame of time, I went through my little party girl era. In fact, I feel like this is when I started the podcast again. I was going through a party era. I was living in Miami. I was going out all the time on the town. And I was absolutely drinking way too much for my tolerance. And it was bad. But I think something I learned as I slowly ease off of alcohol, I right now I don't drink. And I haven't drank really in like over a year. I just kind of stopped drinking. I decided I didn't want to drink anymore and like how it made me feel. But I think in terms of limiting alcohol intake, the best question to ask yourself is why, why am I drinking in the first place? Getting to the, just getting to the cause of why am I doing this? I mean, this is anything in life. Like this is not supposed to be like a judgmental thing because I mean, alcohol is not bad. It's just, if you're binge drinking, you might want to think about like, why, why am I doing this? Because it could be for me, like I was drinking a lot and it was because I was really sad and depressed. (laughs) So, and I was trying to cope that way, which was unhealthy. So I think it's good to get to the root of it. And then once you get to the root of why am I really drinking? Is it because I enjoy being social with my friends? Is it because I like how alcohol tastes? Is it because I'm trying to cope with some pain? From there, I would look at why am I, not ask yourself that, I would, from there, I would then challenge yourself, challenge yourself to drink one glass or cup less this coming weekend. If you typically drink two or three drinks a weekend, make it one or two. Slowly ease down on how much you're drinking. And I think too, it can be helpful to space out your drinks with water, with lemon. That's typically the drink that I'll drink when I'm not drinking alcohol or like sparkling water is really good or just giving yourself maybe like an orange juice or soda. So just spacing it out. If you feel like you always need a drink in your hand, water with lemon is like such a go-to and you won't feel awkward at all if you have just a water because no one knows end of the day if that's your concern is someone's gonna be like why is she not drinking that's something that I do if I feel uncomfortable and I like feel like I need a drink in my hand but anyways I hope you guys liked this little Q&A style episode I feel like we covered a lot of different things as always if we didn't cover something you have a question about please 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 dm me on instagram at healthy but human pod that's the instagram handle and keep a lookout actually you can join the group chat below i'll have it started when this episode goes live so definitely go join that and keep a lookout for merch coming up i will definitely announce the merch launch in the group chat first and we'll do like maybe a little pre-order exclusive pre-order for our group chat girlies so definitely join and as always leave a review if you love the show it helps so much with reaching more people around the world spreading more love and light and all the wellness balanced things. And don't forget to tag me in your stories on Instagram if you love the episode and I'll be sure to repost you. Okay, have the best day ever. I will see you next Wednesday. Keep being amazing. Keep just being yourself because everyone else is taken. And just please give yourself grace because you deserve it. You are doing the best you can and I am so proud of you. All right, I'll see you next week, my gorgeous queen. Bye. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.